to the next story of this afternoon. Uh, remember, you'll be hearing three in total. And this time, let's turn our attention to the first prize winner of the junior category, um, which is called Restless by Annika Yu. Uh, as I mentioned, is the first prize winner of the junior category of last year's competition. And it's read by Alison Howe. The boy drifted aimlessly, letting himself be carried away by the rising smoke billowing out of tin cans. He didn't know where he was, nor who he was. He simply knew that he did not belong. When the gates of hell creaked open and light streamed through the darkness, he stumbled towards the mortal realm like a moth to flame. Rain started to fall, growing heavier by the second. Sitting in the shadows, he watched as the fat raindrops fell melding into the puddles. Suddenly, a shadow fell over him, and the rain seemed to stop. A boy had opened an umbrella above him, shielding him from the rain. The stranger was quite peculiar, sopping wet from the rain. He looked unbothered, grey eyes dancing with mirth. The unknown boy reached out his hand, a smile etched onto his face. Why aren't you joining the festival? It's not meant for me, came his curt reply. It's for the humans. Undeterred, the stranger continued merrily. You were once human too. Well, I'm not. Not anymore. Then will you come with me? I'll show you how to enjoy the festival like a human. The umbrella was too small to cover the both of them, but the stranger's left side was fully drenched. The strange boy's smile never faltered. Why are you helping me? The boy blurted out, suddenly pushing the umbrella so it would cover the stranger completely. He didn't mind that his other side was exposed to the rain. The motion didn't go unnoticed, but the stranger simply puffed out a breath of air as he laughed. The stranger's laughter rang out in the silent alleyway, as light as wind chimes. I don't know. You just looked like you needed somebody. Somehow, it felt more like a promise than an invite. One year later, amidst all the hustle and bustle, the crowd made way for the boys. A man jabbing at the fire in his tin can looked up, metal frozen in midair. They were unsightly, covered in poorly patched up clothes, grimy, barefoot and worryingly thin. In the suffocating summer haze, they still managed to look oddly pale, the heat failing to bring color to their cheeks. Hearing their childish conversation, however, made many turn away in exasperation. How about chassis? For idiot, it really suits you. Achu's lilting tone grated on Wu Ming's nerves, but his lips couldn't help but perk up. I'm fine with Wu Ming, really. Even I made up a name. What kind of person calls himself no name? An idiot, which you are. Wu Ming looked on scornfully as Achu collapsed into a fit of laughter. Achu's grey eyes glittered with amusement. Windswept dark hair dyed fiery red in the dancing firelight. His boisterous laughter seemed to light up the street better than the flickering lanterns could. Wu Ming kicked at the stray pebble, watching as it skidded across the street. I'm still trying to remember my name, so Wu Ming will do for now. I'll be home soon. I promise. I'm sorry. The voice was soft 
unbearably so. It echoed in Achu's mind, the familiarity of it tugging at the back of his mind. He caught a hand through his sweaty hair in frustration, but he still couldn't seem to remember who it was. You okay? Wuming's sudden question shook Achu out of his reverie. Lifting his head, he realized that he had come to a stop, and he hurried to fall into step beside Wu Ming. Bits and pieces of my past life just come up now and then, today especially. It's always the same woman's voice, repeating the same thing. Plumes of dark smoke billowed out from them, rising to the sky and obscuring the waxing moon. Wu Ming looked on worriedly. I hope it doesn't get too bad. Yulan Festival seems to do this to all spirits. Hearing a sharp "sorry" yelled out from behind, a young girl whizzed by, balancing a stack of boxes filled in her hands. The boxes were taller than her head, stacked precautiously and tittering with every step. Wu Ming darted out of the way, pushed the topmost box in place before it fell off. What do you think it means to be at peace? The careless question. Slipped from Achu's tongue, as carefree as a question about the weather, Wu Ming visibly stilled, slowly turning to look at Achu. Would you want it? Achu opened his mouth as if to reply, but was interrupted by a yelp from the side of the street. The man they saw before screeched as the flames in the tin can licked at his hands. His pole clattering to the ground, Achu shifted uncomfortably, as though at a loss of what to say. Wouldn't you? Remembering your past life and passing without a worry sounds nice. Would you want to leave? All that lies in the afterlife is eternal darkness, after all. Wu Ming snapped, words dipped in spite. Achu's steps faltered before a forced grin made its way to his face. Let's not think about these things. It's Guijie, after all. We can stuff ourselves with food offerings like last year. Continuing to ramble, he took Wu Ming by the hand and dragged him away insistently, navigating the crowd with ease. Suddenly, the grip on Achu's hand tightened. The crowd didn't take kindly to two rambunctious, grime-covered boys crashing into the festivities. Parents hugged their children close, pointedly glaring at Wu Ming and Achu. Disgruntled muttering arose, many gripping about how the spirits will curse them with misfortune. Can't be cursed by a restless spirit if you already are one. Wu Ming laughed, eliciting a muffled snicker from Achu. Ignoring the grumbling from the crowd, they made a beeline for the temporary bamboo altars, where the food offerings were. Hiding behind the tables, they waited for people to enter the opera theater. I wonder what we'll do if we get caught. Are you afraid it? The offerings are meant for us, you idiot. They're for appeasing restless spirits, right? Well, I'm dying to be appeased. Wu Ming reasoned, sarcasm bleeding into his tone. You're already dead. Oh, shut up. As they bickered back and forth, the heavy wooden doors to the theater slammed shut. The loud noise echoing across the empty grounds. They ran out from the hiding place, scanning the aisles of food. Before he could dash towards the meat buns to his left, a splash of white to his right caught his eyes. Eyes widening, he swiveled around, changing courses abruptly. 
His bare feet scuffed against the rough pavement as he ran, but all the pain was forgotten as he reached an offering altar. The purely white steamed buns were piping hot, as if taken out of the steamer just minutes ago. Many people chose to offer more expensive offerings of meat and rice to their ancestors, so seeing something so common was quite odd. I don't understand you, really. Achu came to a stop beside him, staring at the mountain of plain steamed buns. Tugging at the other boy's sleeve impatiently, he continued, "They taste like nothing anyway. Let's try something." The glint of mischief in Wu Ming's eyes was the only warning he got before one gets stuffed into his mouth. Caught off guard, Achu protested wildly. Word garbled amidst a mouthful of steam bun. How dare you criticize them? Wu Ming put a hand to his chest in exaggerated offense. You must have been born rich in your past life, unable to appreciate such pure, unadulterated flavor. Wu Ming trailed off hesitantly. When he realized that Achu wasn't looking at him, Achu's gaze settled on a piece of paper, about to be swept away by the wind. It wasn't uncommon for people to leave notes for their relatives who have passed away, but Achu, Achu started to remember. To Fan Yong, the note said, words looping across the page. Who had an uncanny love for steamed buns? I'm sorry for not being there as much as I should have. Fan Yong. A woman's voice from before called out from the depths of Achu's memory. "I'll leave the steam buns in the refrigerator. Microwave them for one minute, and they'll be ready." "You're not staying," came another voice, a childish air to his whining tone. His voice. "Mom has to work the night shift. Sorry." He stacked them on the plate nicely, trying his best not to drop any on his way to his mom's office across the street. The microwaved steam buns were hard and dry, but he knew somehow that his mom wouldn't mind. Fully focused on balancing the steamed buns, he couldn't see the blinding headlights crashing towards him. Watching the half-eaten steamed bun fall to the ground and roll away, Wu Ming's head snapped up, and he shook Achu with trembling hands worriedly. Achu's gaze was unseeing, as though looking at somewhere far away. Am I? That boy, Achu asked, voice frail and quivering. He fell to his knees as though the weight of his body was too much for him to bear. Clutching the other boy's hands, Wu Ming shook him even more violently. Achu, please, you're not whoever that is. Please remember who you really are, not your past life. It happened in an instant. Achu's skin turned pale, even paler than he was before. He seemed to smile a little, gaze far away, as though looking at the mother from his past life. And in the blink of an eye, he was gone, melting into the faint moonlight. All that was left was a half-eaten steamed bun, and the barely there warmth on Wu Ming's fingertips. A light rain started to fall. Wu Ming staggered onto the main street. Tears prickering at his eyes, he forcibly walked through the crowd, pushing people out of his way. Ignoring people's indignant curses and insults, he stumbled to the side, leaning heavily against a graffiti-laden wall. In his haste, he accidentally took a deep breath, 
coughing violently as smoke from the burning paper goods entered his lungs. Again, I couldn't stop it. He clenches his fist, hitting it against the wall frustratedly. Absent-mindedly, he watches as flakes of paint fall off, drifting to the floor. How many friends have he lost like this? Obsessed with the notion of being at peace, going off to the afterlife, and leaving him there, a restless spirit, unable to recover his memory, his past life a mystery, even after so many years in the mortal realm. Wu Ming was what he called himself jokingly one day, a spirit unclaimed by fate, doomed to live without a name nor a past. A Chu has stayed for a complete year. The longest among any of his friends, but despite this, the lure of eternal rest was so tempting to ignore, and yet again, he left. He didn't know who to blame: the festival goers, the offerings, the loathsome traditions that come with the festival, or himself, for being selfish, wishing for others to stay with him and share his wretched fate. A choked sob in the nearby alleyway made him look up. And he got to his feet unsteadily, walking towards the commotion. A boy around his age was crying, eyes lost and confused. By then, rain was pouring down, and the boy was soaked from head to toe. With one look, Wu Ming knew that it was another one of his kind, a restless spirit. He turned to the side, picking up an abandoned rusty umbrella. After a few tries, he opened it and walked out into the rain. Covering the sniveling boy, inhaling deeply, he schooled his face into one of sympathy, a familiar smile making its way onto his face. Why aren't you joining the festival? And that was Alison Howe reading "Restless," written by Annika Yu, who was the first prize winner in the junior category of last year's Top Story competition. Now, be sure to check out the Facebook page,、uh, also、uh, our website, which is Radio Three dot HK. Don't forget the deadlines for the entries is November the twenty seventh, and of course, we want to hear from you as well.